Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. What's going on, party people? It's your host, Josiah Novak, back again. It's Friday, and you may be listening to this live Friday, or you might be listening to this down the road, but at the end of the day, every Friday, we do a Q&A, an AMA, Friday Ask Me Anything. So, we are going to talk about a few really, really cool topics today that brought up that were brought up to me this week uh, from our listeners, from our clients, and followers on social media. If this is your first time listening to the show, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate you spending some time with me today and really appreciate you listening in the future if you decide that this is a valuable podcast that you want to keep listening to. So, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is when we drop new episodes. Occasionally, we'll even drop a bonus episode every week, but you'll get an episode from us Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And today is our AMA episode. So, as we always do, I am going to talk through the questions that I'm answering today. And we're starting with the first one. You have $2,000 to spend on a home gym what do you buy? That is the first question that we have today. Uh, and we got a few more. So what are some tips to reduce calorie intake when you're always hungry? That's question number two. Question number three is how to increase your protein intake if you're having a hard time hitting protein. And the last one, strategies, my best strategies to stay fit for insanely busy people. So without further ado, let's jump in to the AMA. Starting with question number one, you have $2,000 to spend on a home gym. What do you buy? Great, great question. So uh, $2,000 is actually a pretty significant amount when you're building a home gym. Uh the part that we're going to want to look at is the, the fact that right now gym equipment in our current day and age is, in my opinion, severely overpriced and hard to come by. So some of the big brands out there that create high quality equipment, for example, Rogue, not only are they extremely pricey, but they're also sold out all the time. They're dumbbells, they're barbells, they're plates. The things that we use for strength training are sold out constantly. You know, Then you start moving down the line and you say, okay, well, I can't get the good stuff right now, but I need to get something. Well, TRX sold out. A lot of exercise bands sold out. They're not completely sold out. You might be able to still find some, but the best ones are probably sold out. So that being said, Uh, There are ways around this. My best suggestion, first and foremost, is to look local. Uh, Look at local fitness supply shops. I know there's one right down the street from me. Actually, there's a couple down the road from me here, and uh, one of which had some equipment, actually. I went in and grabbed a few things. I also found an independent equipment dealer who was local to me here that had partnerships with companies that... Sent him a bunch of stuff when this whole thing started, and he was trying to move it from his garage, so I was able to buy some stuff too. 
Then, of course, you can look uh, on things like Facebook Marketplace, uh, OfferUp, and Craigslist. I would be hounding those sites uh, if you're serious about getting some equipment because I've been able to find quite a few things. And, of course, there's still going to be some things that are overpriced. Uh, but you will find people with reasonable offers for the equipment that I'm going to lay out in terms of what I would get. So personally, the first thing I would start with would be uh, dumbbells. If you can find dumbbells. Why dumbbells? Well, because they're so versatile. You can do a lot with dumbbells without having to have anything besides the dumbbells. With barbell, first of all, you're going to have to have a place to store it, right? Sure, you can just lay it on your cement floor if you have a cement floor in your garage. But a barbell is typically harder to store because it's longer. It's, uh, you know, a heavy piece of equipment. And not to say I don't recommend it because we are going to get to that, but a barbell wouldn't be my first choice if I'm looking for equipment right now. Dumbbells would be. So we have uh, dumbbells as our number one choice. I would go with a three-way approach here. All right, so number one, I would get a in your current strength level, I would get a light pair of dumbbells, something that you can do, you know, isolation exercises with like shoulder raises for, you know, 10 to 15 reps, something like 10s, 15s or 20s or heck, even fives. Um, I would get a medium pair. So if I'm getting, let's just use 10 as our light dumbbells, I would get something like 30s or 35s for my medium pair. And then I would get one set of heavy dumbbells if possible. Uh, something like 60s, 70s, or 80s. So I'd have that range so that I can get things done in all areas in terms of strength, okay? Obviously, in a perfect world, you would get a full rack of dumbbells, meaning everything from fives up to a hundreds, but that's going to be extremely expensive if you have only $2,000 to spend. Right now, what I'm seeing in the market is on average, you're going to spend about $2 per pound. So let's just do some quick math there. If we have a set of 10s, that's 20 pounds. So right there, that's that's 40 bucks, right? And you go, okay, I'm going to get a pair of 30s. So that's 60 pounds. That's 120 bucks. And then I want to get a pair of, let's just say 80s. That's 160, that's $320, right? So he starts adding up really quick. But like I said, you're going to have a lot of versatile opportunity, a lot of variety that you could include if you have a pair or multiple pairs of dumbbells. That's where I would start. The second thing I'm going to recommend is a pull-up bar and or a dip station. Very, very versatile. Okay, Now, a pull-up bar that goes into the wall screws into wood studs and can be secured inside of a wall is going to be your best bet. Why? Because there's a lot you can do with that besides pull-ups. You can attach a TRX to the pull-up bar. You can attach bands to the pull-up bar. You can do a lot of things with that pull-up bar. And I have one now and it's extremely helpful. There's a lot of exercises you can do with that pull-up bar being an accessory uh, tool. Of course, it's great for pull-ups. Pull-ups, in my opinion, are the best upper body movement along with push-ups. Um, but a pull-up bar is not that expensive, and I've been able to find quite a few online. So if you're looking for something to keep the budget 
within that two grand, I would definitely look at a pull-up bar next. I'm also going to suggest exercise bands. Um, I wrote a whole blog, by the way, and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes on my favorite home gym equipment for 2020. I'll make sure that you have that in the show notes so you can check that out. Uh, besides the dumbbells and the pull-up bar, I'm going to recommend a bench. So you can, you know, grabbing an exercise bench, lots you can do with that besides just bench pressing. Um, you can use it for a multitude of exercises. You could do dips, you could do Bulgarian split squats, box squats, uh, you could do close grip, incline push-ups. I mean, the list goes on and on. And it's just a great piece to have. Once again, relatively inexpensive. Not not going to find anything for as cheap as you might have found it a year ago. But definitely worth picking up. At this point, we're probably right around 1000 maybe a little over $1,000. Um, and this is where I might look at something like a barbell uh, with some plates. But just keep in mind, you go that route, you're ultimately going to wipe out that 2000 pretty quick. I mean, a nice barbell is going to run you anywhere from like 150 to 250 bucks, And then plates are, once again, about $2 per pound. So a pair of 45s is going to cost you 180 bucks. So yeah, you start to rack that up pretty quick. But you can still get a barbell and a decent amount of plates and stay within that that budget. That's probably where I start, okay? Because that's going to give you everything you need to be able to get workouts in without any excuse, right? I mean, you could go the kettlebell route. Kettlebells are great, but they are expensive. Um, and they're versatile for sure. I would probably then, if I had more than 2000 I would probably start looking at kettlebells after I have a basic barbell and a couple basic plates, Dumbbells, bench, pull-up bar, some bands, and then I would start adding kettlebells. And then, of course, down the road, if you have more to invest, I would look at a squat rack. Um, That's a great piece to add as well. Uh, But once again, I'm just trying to think uh, as effectively as possible when it comes to using your money and your budget. Uh, A squat rack is cool, but once again, can wipe out a good chunk of that budget. So... That's how I would spend $2,000 if I'm building a home gym. Um, That's where I would start. So let's go to question number two. What are some tips to reduce calorie intake when you're always hungry? So the first thing we have to address is being always hungry. Okay, because reducing calorie intake when you're always hungry is a recipe for disaster. I mean, you're, you're going to ultimately struggle even more with your hunger if you're lowering calories when you're always hungry. So a couple things you need to look at. Number one, are your calories set appropriately? I mean, I'm going to tell you guys straight up, if you're losing fat, you're going to be a little bit hungry sometimes. Like you're not you're not going to go 24/7 and never feel hunger. Your body's literally losing fat. It's losing its own tissue. So of course it's going to send hung, hunger signals whether or not you're actually in need of food or not, that's a whole nother discussion, but you're going to feel the hunger at times. It shouldn't be a 24-7 thing. It shouldn't be a constant, like this question references feeling constant hunger. It shouldn't be like that. So we need to make sure that your calories are set appropriately, number one. Number two, we need to make sure you're drinking enough water so that you're not mistaking thirst for hunger. 
Number three, we need to make sure your exercise strategies are not way too extreme for the amount of calories you're eating. When losing fat, the name of the game is not how hard can I go all the time. That's more of a performance-based goal. The idea is to maintain as much muscle as possible, grow some if possible, but also manage your activity and the type of activity you do so that you don't spark your appetite 24-7. This is why it's hard to do CrossFit and running and all this other stuff when you're trying to get really lean. It's just, it's, it's a tough process. You have to be careful because your appetite can quickly get out of control. Not to mention you combine it with stress and life and all the things you have going on you might start to notice that your appetite gets harder to manage. The third thing is we need to look at food choices. If you're eating a bunch of food that is processed, that is uh, just highly highly calorically dense, meaning it has high amounts of calories and small amounts of food, for example, like chips, right? Yeah, you could eat chips here and there and lose fat, but you're taking in such a small volume of food for that amount of calories that you're ultimately not going to fill your stomach up like you would if you ate a big salad or you had a bunch of lean protein and potatoes. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to avoid all processed food, but I would say eliminating it as much as possible is going to be a good bet when you're trying to lose fat, just simply because you'll have better appetite control, more nutrient dense foods, meaning you're going to eat more, more nutrients and vitamins and minerals, and more bang for your buck with your calories. You know, a big plate of chicken and potatoes and veggies, you know, might run you five, six hundred calories. I mean, you could knock out five, six hundred calories by, you know, eating just a couple pieces of, of like a, a chocolate bar, right? And that chocolate bar is not going to fill you up like that chicken and potatoes and, and veggies will. So you have to make sure your food choices are in line with your hunger, okay? Because if you're constantly hungry, there's something we need to fix. So assuming we fix all those things, well, I'm not gonna necessarily recommend reducing calories because it might be time for you to reverse diet so you can eat more food and just put your fat loss goals on hold for a bit or heck, even just go to a, a smaller caloric deficit, meaning, okay, I was burning 700 more calories than I take in every day. Why don't I bump that back to like 200, 300? I'm still going to be losing fat just at a slower rate. Okay. That's my recommendation first and foremost. Uh, you know, I, I want to reiterate a couple things too, is that Hunger is a normal part of the equation at times, but it shouldn't be the whole equation. And don't, once again, don't panic if you feel hunger, but don't ignore a lot of hunger signals, okay? It's very, very important that your fat loss diet be sustainable. Otherwise, you're risking, you know, a lot of different things. Getting a terrible relationship with food, binge eating, gaining the weight back. So be okay with a smaller deficit if it helps you manage your hunger better. And that that will come with slower fat loss, but that's okay because you'll be able to keep it off and sustain it. All right, so let's talk about ways to increase your protein intake. All right, so I have, I'm actually in the process of writing a blog 
okay, that is outlining how to increase your protein intake. And I'll share a few of the tips with you today. I'll go through a few. Um, first one, always build meals around your protein source, right? So like when you're meal planning and you're going through, okay, I'm going to eat this, this, and this, and, uh, you know, I'm going to eat it this time. Make sure the meal that you're planning starts with what your protein source, the main protein source is going to be. For example, you know, if you're making pasta, right? And you go, okay, I'm going to have these noodles. I'm going to have this sauce. We're going to have bread on the side. Like there's no protein there really. But if you go, hey, I'm going to start with making these lean, you know, turkey meatballs with, you know, it's jam-packed with protein. I'm going to add some Greek yogurt to the sauce to add even more protein. All of a sudden, you got a high-protein meal, all right? And so instead of it being like a 15-gram protein meal, all of a sudden it's a 45-gram protein meal, okay? So plan your meals around your protein source. Super, super crucial. A couple other things you can do. Uh, if, and these are just random, I put, I have a whole list here that I'm putting together in this blog that will be out next week, but, uh, snack on Greek yogurt, great addition to your day. Uh, low, low fat Greek yogurt or non fat Greek yogurt is great. Um, you can also make your own protein bars. There's recipes out there that I can share inside the blog that, uh, are awesome that you can make your own protein bar and not get the ones from the stores that are packed with other crap, but you can actually add more protein and make it a full-fledged, hardcore, high-protein bar. Um, You can also include flavorless protein powder in recipes. You can uh, try fat-free cheese in recipes if you're worried about adding additional calories. Fat-free cheese is basically just protein. There's like a couple grams of carbs, but it's tons of protein. You can also use egg whites in recipes. Um, keep protein bars handy or if you make your own or if you get them from the store, just have them on hand where you, wherever you are at your office, at home, um, increase your protein serving sizes at meals. So if let's say, for example, you normally have like three ounces of chicken at lunch or three ounces of fish, uh, bump that up. You know, if you're eating out at a restaurant, ask for additional protein, have five ounces instead of three, you start to add a significant amount just at each meal, not by having more meals, but just having more at that meal, all of a sudden hitting your protein goal becomes a lot easier. So protein is is definitely something that a lot of people struggle with, but it doesn't have to be a struggle with a little bit of planning. Uh, protein can be snuck into meals. You know, like I said, you can add things that don't even taste like anything. Um, you can even like, let's say you order a pizza and you're like, hey, I'm going to have two slices because it fits my calories, but there's just not a lot of protein. Cook up a little bit of chicken or turkey sausage or something and add it to the pizza. All of a sudden, you have a low-fat protein source that's being added to a meal that you know might not have a ton of protein, but you can add your own protein. Don't be afraid to do that. All right. So many more tips coming in the blog. Look for that next week. Um, but you'll you'll have some things to start with now so that you can start hitting that protein goal. So last question for today, uh, strategies to stay fit for insanely busy people. Uh, so we're all busy, right? I mean, I know that there are some people who are definitely busier than others. These days and age, I'm very sensitive to the fact that some people are stuck uh, at home with uh, a schedule that's completely different than it was you know, six months ago. 
kids are not in school in a lot of cases or they're being homeschooled now. So your schedule just looks a lot different. So I would first and foremost break down your day and figure out how many days a week you can train for 20 to 30 minutes, right? And it doesn't have to be back-to-back days. It doesn't have to be like perfectly aligned days like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It could be like, hey, I can get it done Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday, right? Because at this point, we're not worried about perfection. We're, We're just simply worried about getting it done. And I'll be honest with you guys. Sometimes you got to use the 10-minute rule, okay? The 10-minute rule is just like, hey, I really don't feel like doing anything right now, but I'm going to go do 10 minutes. And then if I don't feel like going any further, I'll call it a day. You got to start to uh, habit stack as well. Let's say you have to hop on a call with someone. Well, you know, if you don't have to be in front of the computer, grab your phone and go walk while you talk. I mean, walk while we talk is one of the big things we do with our, our clients, you know, combining walking with a call. I mean, I do this all the time. My clients do this all the time with me, actually. You know, we do for, our, for the people who work with me inside of our coaching program. If they hop on a call with me, uh, they're often walking while we chat, while we go over their plan. So uh, you got a habit stack in a lot of cases just so that you can maximize your time. You know, uh, eating less meals but eating more uh Calorie high meal or high calorie meals is going to be your friend as well because you, if you're you're busy you're trying to eat six meals a day good luck with that it's not going to work two to three meals maybe two meals with a snack I mean that's what I recommend for my insanely busy people having a lunch mid afternoon snack and a dinner I mean that's all you got to do right because you'll be able to eat plenty of calories at those meals but you don't have to worry about prepping eight meals a day I mean that's just absurd right now if you're cooking meals for your kids and you're like, hey, I want to eat with them. Cool, right? Just just plan ahead for that and make sure that you have easy, well, you know, well thought out, quick and simple meals uh, that work. And then we we offer that inside of our coaching program. You know, we have a lot of those resources for you. Remember that fitness is a forever journey. You might be insanely busy right now, but this season you're in will probably pass. If, unless you're the person who just loves being insanely busy, there might be periods of the year that you're not as insanely busy. Take advantage of those and do more for yourself during that time. But remember too, you cannot go out and serve others if you are running on empty. It's like trying to drive a car with no gas. It just doesn't make sense. You have to fill your cup up first. If that means cutting out some fun stuff like, hey, I'm not going to watch my show on Thursday and and, and and, uh, you know, Tuesday nights, I'm going to cut that out so I can get to bed earlier so I can wake up and get my workout in. I mean, look, it's part of the game here. You know, I, I hate to be the, the guy who's like, hey, sometimes you got to sacrifice the fun stuff for the, the stuff you want for real. Your health, by the way. That's just the truth. I mean, you're insanely busy because I, I, and I get it because everyone is busy these days and I'm insanely busy a lot. And so is my wife and. It's not always easy to find time to get it done, but you have to, first of all, really, really want to get it done. And I don't mean want to work out because a lot of us don't want to work out, right? You may not want to prep your food or, or cook healthy meals or go grocery shopping. You may not want to do those things. You might want to eat a pizza and watch Netflix, but what you really want is to be able to wake up and get things done. So in order for that to happen, you gotta be healthy, right? So you have to get up, Train, 
work out, move your body, drink water, prep your healthy food and, and get after it. And let me tell you, I have clients who are insanely busy. I'm talking, you know, six meetings a day, kids, wife, responsibilities, running companies. And I have yet to find someone who's too busy to find some time to move their body, train their body and eat appropriately. You can eat out at restaurants appropriately. I put out videos all the time about how to do this. You can look on my YouTube. Uh, There's resources there on how to eat fast food and still lose weight. So there's no excuse, but the, the issue here is just sitting down for, for, you know, plan an hour or not even an hour. You don't need an hour plan 15, 20 minutes to sit down and map out your week and, and make it non-negotiable. You know, don't allow life to always throw you curveballs. You have to prep for that. You got to sit back and hit that curveball out of the park. You got to learn how to hit the curveball and the fastball, right? Sometimes it's easy to hit the fastball. It's a straight ball coming right at you. You got that. But those days that get crazy, do you have a plan for that? It's important to have that. And, and I'll be honest too. The last tip I'll give you is having a coach and accountability partners are huge. That's why a lot of busy people join our coaching program. And, and this is not a huge sales pitch to join our program, but it is real talk. Meaning people do join so that they, because they know what to do in a lot of cases. They know, you know, how to work out. They know how to eat, but they just need someone to keep them accountable because it's so easy to put other things ahead of your health and fitness. It's very, very easy. Okay. So, um, take those tips, run with that and don't get discouraged. Okay. Right. Because progress, not perfection. That's your goal. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our AMA for the day. I hope you enjoyed it. Four killer questions. Hope this helped a lot of you. Um, if you have additional questions, just send us an email, Josiah at the true transformation.com or heck even better. Leave us a rating and review and inside your review, let us know what questions you have. Um, really appreciate you listening and, uh, do appreciate any ratings and review that you were able to leave. If you want to check out our coaching programs and our digital courses, you can go to the true transformation.com We have not only free resources, but we have some really awesome paid resources that uh, you can get into. And you can also join our team if you're interested in getting more one-on-one help. That's it for me, Josiah Novak, thetruetransformation.com, owner and operator and head coach, author of Diets Suck, now available on Amazon. You guys have a great rest of your week. I will talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.